Description Feeling Judo Feeling Judo is a feature-length documentary that explores the lives of blind judo athletes. To support visually impaired judo players with funding to continue training, traveling and competing please visit the Blind Judo Foundation, HTTP www.blindjudafoundation.org Thank you. Voice over off. When you're blind and watching movies, what will you find? A blind superhero whose superpowers are acting like he's not blind. A sighted actor overdramatically touching people's faces. And maybe the whole joke is that they're bumping in to different places. A spectacular, macular. podcast that feels out the blind movies that no one has seen so you can hear about them. My name is Sky McLeod. I'm Melissa Bucta. And today we have our resident, um, literally resident because he lives <laughs> in this house, um, <laughs> um, blind judo expert um, Conrad. Conrad Berry is on the podcast. Famous for being my partner. <laughs> yes. Um, frequently referenced. Yes. Rarely seen. Yes. <laughs> frequently well, referenced. No, nothing never, is never seen on nothing this podcast. Oh, that is the whole point of it. Um, but, but you are bringing the 2018 perspective, not the year, but the vision acuity. Um, uh, but to the subject of blind judo, which is your favorite thing. Yes. Um, we watched a documentary called Feeling Judo, um, which is... Uh, about blind judo. <laughs> yeah, specifically, specifically about the Blind Judo Foundation. Yeah. yeah. And, and kind of follows. And also about all of the defunct USA judo yeah, foundations that are shitty. I can't wait to get into that with you. I'm so <laughs> Yeah, Conrad's oh, like, I we're going to have all of to... the political intrigue. Oh, yes, please. I'm by no means an expert. Just disclaimer. But, Conrad uh, is an expert on but everything. Still, <laughs> but still, I'm you, you know much more about the topic than either mm. of us. So I'm very interested to hear your point yeah. of view. Because this documentary, although I found it really fascinating and, and uh, fun to watch and exciting... I also kind of left with a really bad taste in my mouth, actually. Just like about blind judo or about the a- documentary? About, well, I mean, it's, it, it's, it feels like a first documentary. Oh, so, definitely. You know, whatever. Oh, it's a yeah. YouTube documentary. It's a YouTube documentary. But, it is definitely a YouTube But it's cool that like it's out there and, and able for people to access and stuff. Um, so, you know, I, as far as the structure of the documentary goes, it's fine. It's not going to win any awards, but it's, it gets its point across. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it will win all the awards. Yeah. I mean, do you, but it, when you, at the end of it, were you feeling like frustrated with the. Yeah. I felt really frustrated for, for some of these athletes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just that they are, you, you have some people who are really trying and really trying to provide for them and want them to to be in this sport because it has brought them so much good in their lives and so much positivity and then you have the complete other side of the spectrum where it's just <laughs> they're just kind of left out to dry basically and yeah. i i really did appreciate that the documentary did kind of sort of try to highlight some of well at least one of you know the the kids that uh 
it, this program oh, doesn't, yeah. got bullied it doesn't out work bullied. for yeah. Yeah, yeah, got completely bullied out of it. That was really, that whole juxtaposition between her and then the coach was really interesting. And I'm kind of yeah. like, hmm, okay, but we, but we never dig into it. Right. It's just kind right. of presented and then we move on. Right, because we have a... Um, I mean, we kind of got to see all sides because that coach was there at the, like, I think it was at San Francisco Community College Tournament mm-hmm. that um, uh, he was there, like, coaching the uh, deafblind athlete. Right, uh, right. Or hearing impaired. I don't think if... I don't remember if he ever identified I don't know if he identified as deafblind, but I think he... Hearing impaired, I think, is what he says. But he would in some circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, if he said he was deafblind, that would be legit. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But, I mean, that obviously um, that athlete really, like, respected him as a coach immensely. So it was, like, very... It was, like... Yeah, it was interesting, kind of... Like, he, he obviously... That coach obviously was, like, probably one of the better blind judo coaches out there and yet this thing still happened right, right. like yes. in his in his dojo, dojo. in his class <laughs> right yeah. there's like right a young his nose. Yeah. right there's a young girl who was mm-hmm. um made because she was in a class of like a bunch of sighted the 30, people the only, 40, yeah, yeah she yeah. it would seem like so large which is also just like that must be hard to like <laughs> you know have be blind and in a, such a big class to begin with um mm. but yeah she was the only blind one and she just got made fun of and this coach did not know um this was going on until she left which and just just he said that she just disappeared yeah and never and never came back it's really sad and it was interesting to uh, we got to see a bunch of different like coaching perspectives because there is the uh the coach God, I've already forgotten all the athletes' names. I'm so bad at names. I know. Usually we have IMDb. Uh, but, we, uh, uh, but we don't. And they only appeared a couple of times in the entire documentary. Yeah. Uh, our um, our hearing impaired blind athlete from California, um, his coach, uh, uh, I mean, it seemed like he had a a dojo that had a bunch of students like every time you looked in or you know you were presented with that dojo there was just a bunch of activity in the background but then you had like the the athlete who we only saw momentarily i think from somewhere in the midwest Mm -hmm. like you went to his dojo and there were like six adults and like five or six kids in the class yeah it was was, like tiny and then you had the um the Paralympic athlete mm-hmm. uh, who was making hummus. <laughs> that will be yes. hummus athlete. Hummus athlete. Who's my hummus favorite, athlete. by the way. She was fucking badass. She she is so cool. She was yeah, so she was cool. Really cool. But like her dojo had like six or seven people in it. And it was like, so yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's very... Uh, it's very, all over the place. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, there, it doesn't seem like at least when the documentary is shot. And again, I know nothing, I know nothing about judo, so I'm going to just make all kinds of fun assumptions, but it, 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 there wasn't really a class specifically for Paralympians or or blind folks. Right, there's not. It's just like, we're going to filter them in with all the sighted people and we're going to, and we're just going to figure it out. And, And on the one hand, I'm okay with that because we we're blind people. We can, we should be able to do what everyone else does and we can do what everyone else does. Right. I don't necessarily need a special whatever. Any of the martial arts classes that I've taken, I'm not an expert by any means, but have always been with sighted people. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's and it's worked out pretty well. But the, but on the other hand, it would be really nice 
to have a class specifically tailored for that's just blind, visually impaired Right. Folks. I guess the one good thing is you can always be the person who is um, part of the demonstration if you're the one blind person. The worst would be if there's two. The technical two... term is okay. Ah, thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, we, you know, we should have started this whole thing off. Like, what? So, Conrad, what is your judo experience? Okay, so um, I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And if you think about it zoomed out, basically, like, there's a judo guy in Brazil, and then they decided to co-opt it and make it their own. And um, judo is about like is so like the rules of judo are if you throw a person perfectly, you win the match. If you throw a person imperfectly, then you get the chance to pin them or do some kind of joint lock or choke to make them like to basically like dominate them. Uh, And then you win the match if you do that uh, as well. If the person gets thrown imperfectly and manages to squirm their way out of it, then you can kind of like reset, get back to your feet and go again. And then there's like a whole, then it gets like complicated like well what if someone didn't perfectly throw someone else or didn't like pin someone or didn't like choke them out then it's like a weird system of like advantage disadvantage penalties stalling oh that gotcha. that gets like okay. really so like that gets really complicated so that's but. why the the person who did not identify as Jeff Fly but was hearing impaired and blind um said that he would like keep going and exactly. going but then he would still lose even though the person would give like he was like my opponent will give up and then they'll win mm-hmm. which also does that part is that partly because he doesn't even get all the information with the judges because i he, how would judges, you know what the judges exactly are you would have right. you have right. he has absolutely no idea what the judges are saying right. so they're probably a whole bunch of social and touch cues from his opponent that he's using to like even determine but he seemed like he was because that's what i was i was like how does he how is no one telling him valuable information that he <laughs> needs to know but i think they just worry because he was like i don't i because he says like i am in sensory deprivation i don't know what's going on right. i have to take my hearing take, aids yeah. out yeah. like so, and so i don't know what's happening well and then you have to think about his other opponent opponent who has to learn a set of skills and gestures five minutes before the match starts because they do the, are there those i'm though? i'm just assuming because they, i don't think so two people who are fighting each other the, are might be from different dojos i don't know the the two the only difference that they make in a so all of the you know, like all most of these people, aside from the f- like the tournament that you pretty much didn't get to see anything in, like all of the tournaments were there's no like different tournament for a blind person versus right. a sighted person, right? Other than yeah. the Paralympics, and the, yeah, other than the Paralympics or like Paralympic like tournament preparation things. Um, but right. basically, the difference is you start grabbing the other person when you start a normal right, judo right. match, you don't start with the grips, and the only difference mm-hmm. for uh, making the accommodation is you start grabbing someone and like as far as how much of a difference that makes it's like hand fighting plays a part but like if you gave someone like perfect grips on you and then you didn't have anything like you're at a disadvantage but yeah. like you're not 100% gonna lose sort of thing so as far as like an accommodation is gonna go it's like you know it's not really there isn't yeah well that's yeah. that's why when I did karate because I did karate um growing up and then I did it in college as well as like an extracurricular thing mm-hmm. and it was it was fun I I very much enjoy uh, enjoy 
martial arts and moving around and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I have, I've kind of sort of dropped off because I just haven't gotten back into it, but it, it would be fun to try to start up again. Yeah. But sparring always scared the crap yeah. out of me Yeah. Yeah. because I know the moves and my opponent knows the moves. And they, so in college they used to make me and this other girl spar. We were, it was, it was really nice, but we both had to take off our glasses. So we were, we uh-huh. were both essentially blind <laughs> and it's like, all right, now we're going to spar. Um, so what then we, she gets caught contacts it's like well melissa can't do this oh, I anymore know, right right <laughs> so what we ended up doing is we would um like touch fists or touch hands to get the distance correct mm, so that mm. our hits would land um correctly basically mm-hmm. so that we weren't just swinging at air or accidentally really yeah hurting that each other. fucking scares me so much but that's but that's why watching judo was so cool because i did because it's almost like wrestling there's yeah, so much there's uh-huh. so much more touch in judo yeah it oh, seems yeah. way more like it seems way more accessible access i mean like i guess like i mean we we have the whole like competition is that a good or bad thing sky and i oh yeah this all the time. A, but, an argument that we have but uh the two tournament results we saw the ends of um the blind athlete got third in both of them so yeah. like they beat people to like compete get in, in third and get in third mm-hmm. so but then it's like yeah it, it would be interesting to see what the actual statistics are because it's a sample group of two it's not oh yeah someone's effective. totally <laughs> recording those statistics yeah right <laughs> well, blind you, uh-huh, i'm pretty sure uh-huh. if, it, if things involve blind people they actively don't let you collect statistics because yeah. you can't find a single it's under the alcohol and us. firearm whatever the people who right, aren't exactly. allowed to use the internet and must keep everything on rolodex Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, all backed up somewhere in a, a box, in a shoe yeah, box. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that like the, it is interesting, the competitive thing. I mean, I think especially with the Paralympic, uh, well, and those your favorite, I, doesn't she, she's the one who talks about having like, um, oh no, it wasn't her. Sorry. It was another, uh, another person who talks about like not winning and like feeling like she had let everyone down. No, it was her. It, it was, was her, her because, oh, yeah. okay. because she took, she took a break and then she came back and she's just like, I, I feel really embarrassed and, and that I'm letting everyone down. Which is just I took like, a break and, and I'm like, see, whoa, whoa, whoa. And yeah. I was just like, this is why competition generally harms us yeah. disabled people because it, like, I don't know. I do. I, I am. Uh, I don't, I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm like full on anti-competition, but I do think that sometimes it can definitely soak up the ableist notions of society, especially when, you know, these, maybe in the Paralympics, you might have the same access as, as the other players, but you're always going to be at a disadvantage because of ableist society. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I do think that even in, and she was going to the Paralympics. So, so, but, and then I guess it's, I guess that makes it even harder. It's almost like we, <laughs> you know, we can't blame it that on our blindness, mm-hmm. but I mean, not that, not that it is always undeserved when you blame blindness for not getting an equal chance. But um, I don't know. I did, I did make, it made me sad because it was something that she loved and it felt like she wasn't getting the intrinsic motivation anymore because it seemed like something she had loved and then the competition had taken the love Mm. out of it in my Mm. head, which is something, which is kind of the reason why I think competition is bad because I think it can take away intrinsic joy from something if you feel like, you become so focused on the competition aspect. Yeah. I mean, it's for me, it's interesting because if I'm not competing, 
I really enjoy competition. Like I, I, my favorite reality <laughs> shows or whatever to watch are competition reality shows because I want to see a bunch of people who are really good at what they do. Right. Competing against a bunch of people who are really good at what they do. Yeah, well, uh, when there's not a, good. <laughs> when there's a disabled person, does it become less fun to watch? I some sometimes. I guess it depends on the show. Like American Idol, I remember. Um, I'm not an avid American Idol watcher, but but a few a, a, while, a while ago, a couple of years ago, they had a blind pianist on the show who had made it. He was a singer and pianist. And so we probably I, found him on the internet. We went through all the blind musicians. Well, he showed up. He showed up to audition just like everybody else. He oh sh- no, no, we no. were going through a Wikipedia page of all the blind musicians in existence. Oh. There, there are a lot of uh, Irish. Uh, dead Irish pipers, pipers. Oh, from like the 1600s to yeah. 1800s. And a couple oh people on American Idol who were. Also, like famous. old mm. Eastern European, oh. like bards. Yeah. Oh. Or like, I don't, there's a word for it, but they, they are Trudors. very popular on uh, Wikipedia. They yeah, have a lot of oh, entries. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> but yeah, and then there's a lot of random things. But anyway, sorry, that was <laughs> completely getting <laughs> us off track. But, I mean, yeah, it, it does make me more invested when there's a blind person because I'm like, oh yeah, I'm rooting for that. Them, you know, and I, I really want them to, right. to succeed and everything. And though uh, I guess with the piano, when you're playing the piano, that is something that blind people can learn to the ex- like, so that in even in a competition, you know, you can be, you can definitely yeah. easily rival people who right. are sighted. Right, you don't the, the sighted folks don't necessarily have an advantage. Right, exactly. Whereas with sports, it's much yeah. harder. Yeah, I've and mm. it's. I, and I've had just really crappy experiences with sports and gym and, ath- and athleticism in general growing yeah, up. So it's, me too. Yeah. So on the one hand, um, I think anyone who wants to compete should be allowed to compete. Uh, but it, but then there's the whole, you know, I did track and field and I did all the events that everyone else did and didn't win, didn't win a single thing, which is not surprising. Uh, but at the end, we all got these little green participation ribbons. <laughs> wow, it's everything that's wrong with millennials. I know, right? That's why I'm so fucked up. Uh, I, that, I got that green participation ribbon. <laughs> One time. One time. Uh, actually, then my, then my mom made me a ribbon out of fabric when I got home. It said, like, world's greatest kid or something. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <it was> <laughs> that's great. You're like, great, now I have two of these. Yep. So gonna... <laughs> thanks, 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 oh. mom. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like with, I mean, I guess the point that our hearing impaired athlete was making at, at the very, very beginning was that, like, I mean, it must feel so cool to be training this thing and then you get, like, paired up with some, like, random abled person off the street who's just starting judo and being able to just cleanly throw them, like, yeah. like you're like, boom, you're yeah. done. Right. Like, there's a, I can imagine, like, imagining like placing over someone like in a competition like and and you know being blind and being able to be like I, right. I wrecked it's, these fools it's like king that, that must feel incredibely yeah, like good in for those king individual Richard. it's like in athletes. king richard where they're yeah. they, was, they had a similar they talked about that a lot with like you know the fact that people were so mad that they were being beat by a black woman or like girl because oh. she's like 12 um but it's a similar thing of like people like oh being beat by a blind person yeah. you know <laughs> like make people <laughs> upset who are <laughs> and it's even and i I totally get that feeling because it's even yeah. little things, you know, like when I'm 
uh, playing like, playing video games against people and one ran like this one <laughs> random time I might win or do really well or whatever and it's like yeah you got beat by a girl not only did you get beat by a girl you got beat by a blind girl yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then it's like I get that it's like a double edged sword sad, of like, though because yes. it's like why can't we just be competitive <laughs> like why are we considered to be you know always by who we are inherently you know it is like sexism yeah. does yeah. the same thing well, of the, like mm-hmm. i don't want to be talked to like that by mm-hmm. a woman it doesn't right. even matter how well, the fact <laughs> that like i think the paralympics is a beautiful thing and Paralymp- paralympians are are amazing athletes but i personally oh god here's hot take number 360 <laughs> whatever i personally think the paralympics and the olympics shouldn't be separated yeah I, i've I, gone back and forth on that one i'm very uncertain i don't understand why but you know because these athletes are just uh you know just should have the right to compete in in the olympics just as much as the as yeah. the able-bodied athletes well do. i think it is it's kind of like the blind school discussion i think it's like all of the same things like why are we making a different blinds even though a blind school could be really great because you don't feel like you're you're having all that ableism of the real world like preventing you from doing stuff or like succeeding in any way which does happen when you are not at the blind school but that at the same time the blind school is not necessarily going to give you as good an education because of inequity system systemic inequity and so it's like where which one i think this the paralympics have the same kind of thing of like you are more than even playing field because you are all dealing you are all having the same resources That's and true. like but, yeah. yeah i feel like the it's like a um the reason the paralympics exist is purely like so like abled people can feel good about themselves yes and yeah. then right. another part of it is like for things like f- specifically from a judo context if you gave a judoka like one-on-one treatment from the best coach in the world and then you had them compete with um with accommodations like that judica would Destroy. compete just as well as any other athlete right, in right. the olympics right, right exactly. and so it's like the only reason that they don't like those disabled athletes those disabled judoka get like maybe one one millionth of the resources right well that's of the, the real problem yeah, yeah. of the mm-hmm. of the uh, other athletes and therefore it's just it would be unfair to put them in the same ring because they haven't been invested in and therefore right. they're probably going right. to lose and Which then it's is... like no one wants to see like a disabled person lose because they haven't been invested in because it reminds them of their own failures of society right right exactly by large and then well and i think <laughs> yeah. that that yeah. also is the same as the school argument i mean like uh, yeah. that's all the same stuff it's yeah. like well and that could be why a, a, there's not a huge huge disabled blind judo population because it's just like why why bother what is what is the point i'm though it's, it's more of a point than most sports that don't and that's even what like yeah. it, that's how the movie starts is like you know our <laughs> um a deaf blind friend um at the beginning uh talks about how it's like judo is specifically more uh blind accommodating just in yes. the inherently in the sport um which mm. makes sense like because i think that there are more things you have to do but it's also one of those things where it's like there are sports you know where you can like the baseball thing where you have the one the 
the baseball that makes noise and you know there are yeah, like actual baseball, sport yeah. accommodations yeah. that could be done and I guess it depends on how much people care which is almost always never mm-hmm. or it's almost always nothing because we're so used to dealing with able-bodied athletes and we are so not used to yeah. making accommodations for right. disabled athletes and it's not seen as like I mean I think that we're just really it's not seen as a right I think it's like being able to participate in sports is seen as more it's kind of like a right like it's you know like it's like able people I feel like feel like (laughs) you know it seems like something you could just do if it's something you care about but I feel like with disabled people there's always that kind of pushback of like well do you really want to do that I I also think that like one of the um I think it was the the athletes with the family with the oh, cutest yeah. little babies and yeah. such baby. a sweet little yes uh, yeah, really uh, sweet and they're and both blind yeah yes. she she was talking about how um like the learning progression is different in a way that like even if you were super motivated it's incredibly discouraging to be right di- and it, i think that's mm-hmm. broadly transferable to like physical activity in large it's like mm-hmm. because every single one of like every single one of your coaches has learned to coach just showing a move. Yes. Right, right. Every single yeah. one of them has done that. So you are almost always going to be the first blind person they've mm-hmm. ever thought about coaching. Right. Which obviously is not going to be a, like, easy, harmonious experience. Right, right. Well, because right. you always have to come in and figure, you have to go and be in a class where you don't know what's going on, and then you have to figure out, okay, I guess these are the things I need, and you keep going, like, five times, and eventually you yeah. might be able to say, okay, maybe this is what I need to then tell the coach, because everyone, all the able people just come and they learn the thing. Like, yeah. they don't have to do anything. But she, yeah, she was talking about how, like, there, it's like a, it's a, it's an annoying hump, too, because it's like you feel like you know nothing. And right, then even right. to begin, like, like, you all of a sudden, like, physically understand how your body is supposed to move. And then mm-hmm. you can use those little building blocks to build on top of each other. Right. And it's like you can use those beginning concepts to be like, oh, I just change it this way, and then that's how this move works. Well, and it's like you have yeah. to love it so much because yes. you have yeah, to have you have to get so, so right. Much. Well, right. you have to have so much experience for before people won't like because you have to be able to be so good mm-hmm. that people won't fuck with you, that's, and that takes right. so much time, and people problem. are gonna fuck with you that whole time, and it's just yeah. like you have to be not only like strong willed to deal with that, right. you also right. have to like deeply love this to go through that abuse you can't, you can't just be right you can't just be average right you right either, exactly you either have to not do it at all mm-hmm. or or train so hard and practice and prove that you can hold your own right right it's like you have yeah. to be the one with the phd that's getting mansplained to or like you have to be yeah. the person who's like i actually wrote that book that you're talking about <laughs> you know that's like that's when you get the respect like you know which is like it's not fair because yeah you could just be mediocre it's like the mediocre yeah. white dude thing um yeah. but and yeah. i mean the I mean, the the structural support, like, I mean, you hear about, what was it, this this last Paralympics, there was um, a blind swimmer. Wasn't it the last Olympics? Yeah, sorry. The, am I, well, I think, but she was a Paralympic competitor. Oh. So it would have been, so been the Paralympics. Yeah. But it was, you told ar- me the story was around <laughs> yes. the time of the Olympics. Whereas, like, uh, she, like, Tokyo wasn't... Um, 
like giving her a place to like have her mom come. I, d- and, I was like, did I yeah. hear about this? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did hear about and this. It, and yes. it's like, yes. there would be one person for the entire like group of blind swimmers to like help lead them places. And right. like, it was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was I, like, the, the accom- they were not willing to make the accommodations. Exactly. Oh and my it, God. It cr- and, and she specifically w- talked about how like, yeah, like, last Paralympics I went to like I didn't have someone specifically and I just got lost all the time right, and I you're couldn't make my way around them Tokyo <laughs> yeah. like, I, like what oh my god yeah like, it's like no one Tokyo. understood anything and it, 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 sound, it was like oh so this this athlete who's been training this entire time all of a sudden had just their house dashed go. because of Paralympics as an organization but yeah, like, yeah right like the organizations are ba- like so for you, for judo. Yeah, which we yes. should talk yeah, about. Yeah, the political. So, like, I think there are four competing judo associations. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Each of which has dwindling numbers and membership. Like, judo is not in a good state in America. Oh, no. Um, well, that's why blind people get to do it now. <laughs> yeah, no, but, like, yeah, it's, like, judo membership Actually, I think is maybe on a slight increase because there are because Brazilian jiu-jitsu is so popular that people want to learn how to throw people better and go to judo schools, um, which is kind of kind of weird. But like basically what happens is like um, uh, Japan created judo as a sport and it has a very like rigid international hierarchy and like tournaments and like an international judo federation and then each country is supposed to have like an organization or two that like is there like how they interact with the international thing it's all very like hierarchical like it's kind of like uh (laughs) k-pop <laughs> in um, what way? Maybe? Sure. I, I don't I'll know just, about that. I'll, I'll um, give you that. <laughs> just okay. <laughs> Anyone who knows some sure. weird K-pop yeah. uh, <laughs> politics. I mean... But yeah, so in the United <laughs> States, there are like four organizations, each of which is kind of like defunct. And like, if oh, you want to compete no. in a competition and you need to like be, you have your rank recognized and like pay money to an organization and then you are recognized by that specific organization and you can like compete in that tournament is the way I understand it works it's like so it's they're like it's kind of like how soccer has random corrupt like overarching yeah. like there are people right. who make a ton of money well no that, it's they're called men who don't do it yeah, well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. there are <laughs> men there are men who just like sit in offices yes. and like extort and well, take bribes also like the male the players get don't yeah. them oh well well in the US the male players get paid like what is it what was it, what was the whole scandal it was like six times as much as yeah. the women players oh, even yeah. though the women Maybe. players were the only ones that people like or care right. Because, even know. because the women players, the, the U.S. women's soccer team does so well. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. It's, so, like, if you are an abled judo practitioner, it is a bureaucratic Nightmare. shit show, yeah. for, for lack of a better term. And so then you have, like, I guess the, you know, blind judo must be nestled within that. And right. it's like, it's like you, you have people who do a bad job representing judo as a sport at large how are you gonna (laughs) do a good job like lifting up the voices inside because these athletes the biggest problem that most of them encounter is funding they literally just Mm -hmm. do not Mm -hmm. have the money to like you said to get recognized or to compete in these tournaments 
or to um, or to play to the it. USA Judo Federation so that they can actually film in the right, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> holy! Sp- I was like, the documentary just stops <laughs> right, for like right, five minutes, and I was like, wait a minute. Whoa! What happened here? I really, I was invested. I really wanted to see that tournament. Yeah, no, uh, and no, they couldn't. They literally couldn't get get in. They Which gave they got well, the they first gave day. it, and then they took it away. Like right, they probably they did it. this documentary because they thought they were going to get to tell this narrative. Yep. And right, then, right. Oh my god! It is very, very dumb. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. no, but that's the weird thing too. Is why did they take it away? What happened? Did someone like sign off on it? That someone with war power was like, never mind. You no, know? I bet it's because they probably asked questions to somebody that were like, "Hey, how do you think USA Judo? Like, how well do you think USA Judo supports blind athletes?" And then they're oh. like, "Oh, this is going to be a hit piece on yeah, us." Yeah, well, and done. then they're like, "You're yeah. not allowed to use any of this footage." Oh my that's God. what. That's what I bet happened. They that, didn't that sounds, like that the right. questions that were being yeah. asked. Yeah, that yeah. fucking sucks. And I mean, <laughs> I do, like, and like, like I said, I do like the fact that they did try to include as many sides as they could. I mean, yes, no. this, did, but it is still uh, an up, an uplifting, you know, piece to get to see these these folks. Um, I found it inspirational. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I was trying not to use that word. Yeah, I, I could tell. It's, but it, it's still a really wonderful look into the lives of these athletes yeah. and, and seeing them do something that they love. It is yeah. nice that they're mostly interviewing blind people. You yeah. kind of just have that one coach, is really, and then there's like randomly a therapist. Like that was super weird. That was so weird. I mean, and she, she didn't also, say anything super. Well, bad, she also she says something weird. about develop. She yes. says something where she developmental disability. Yeah, she says yeah. she goes into like this is how long it takes to like come to terms with any, and then at the end she says developmental disability. And I was like, like these hang are blind on. people. Yeah. That's a different type of this disability. This is a physical <laughs> disability, a mobility disability, not a developmental disability. It's a, like, a I, sensory disability. I guess in some ways. I mean, because that's something that I've always wondered, because I like, um, uh, what is the, I guess for my eyes, I have like part of, I don't know, there's some things where I was wondering what constitutes a developmental disability. Is it like, because it's usually something a little more, it's like something specific, even more we'll specific than just We need to get a psychiatrist on. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm a judo expert, not a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next week not a we have a... <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just very odd that that, she, that was the last time yeah, we saw her weird. too. It was just like, this. Is, I, we could they, have just cut know? her and yeah, like she... spent more time extolling about like a, a blind family that was, yeah, like that was the most adorable I thing. I could have just watched them playing with their kids. And I'm just, mm-hmm. like, no questions about, like, are you worried about, like, will your home be safe for the children <laughs> or whatever? God. Like, they yes. could have gone into such a bad place. And it was just like, oh, we're happy. We're great at taking care well, of kids. Well, because she yes. said, she, I mean, I think that the... She they bring, might have she cut out the up. question or something. Oh, may, maybe. Because in the doc, you just see her bringing it up. Like, yeah, and I'm really worried that, you know, I can't childproof the floor and everything and I didn't I, I think didn't, it, the question I, was probably do you have any anxiety about yeah, having yeah. I think that was probably the question yeah. I mean what it seemed like. I, I think her answer is fair no matter yeah. if you're a sighted parent or, yeah, or exactly. well I was yeah. saying I worry exactly. about that with like the dogs even yeah like yeah. I mean you know I the thing is like blindness is gonna make you really cool at some things and it's gonna make some <laughs> things harder and like you know 
That's but just it, something you wrong still with are going to be a fantastic parent, especially yeah. with yeah, those they were, awesome. Yes. They were very, they're I like so them. They're so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's just so wonderful just to see a, a happy, blind family. You know, he's going off yeah, to, to, do, so to go to work or whatever, and she's just, she's got the baby with her, and she's going for a I walk. think it was so funny how <laughs> yeah. they followed the boat to work, like, with their kids. And that was a long And he sequence. was... Oh, <laughs> I found it hilarious when Sky and I were watching. I was like, oh, my God, he's so good at tying his tie. Yes. And then literally the next words out of his mouth were, I hate tying ties. I was like, wait, but he just but tied so his tie so much it. better than That's I, like a full like Windsor. I, yeah. like that, he was so good at it. He was very good. I was like, That's really funny. God, I need to up well, my tie game. He was a little bit <laughs> right? older when he went blind, too. So someone uh, might have actually taught him how to tie tie. No one teaches blind people how to tie ties. No. They're like, someone else will do it for you. Um, or you just buy clip-ons. Yeah, yeah. I guess. So I want to learn how to tie a tie. Yeah. I want to wear more ties. Ties are fun. Bow that. ties are even more yeah. fun. I don't yeah. know how to do that. That's, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, like, I want to tie. I feel like I, I want it's just a tie. My Hufflepuff, I keep vibe. in a permanent state of Windsor so that I don't have to tie. Nice. And I just, nice. just put it on. <laughs> um, yeah, the... Those, they were very cute, and um, it was interesting also how many of them were working, too, which was cool to see we that. Had, mm-hmm. um, we had our friend with glaucoma who totally yes. destroyed his practice dummy. <laughs> oh, like, my God. His throws on that practice that dummy like were so shots. sick. No, like, and they keep cutting back to it. Yeah. I like, yeah, I can keep watching this. Yeah, I can watch that. <laughs> yeah. like, I just love how he's like, just going around like, town oh. with it because yeah. he goes to the park. <laughs> he's taking it to the park. It's like, this guy's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, I, I liked him. He was really cool. And he placed third in his tournament. Too. Yes, yeah, he, he did. Was, yep. Everyone places third. All blind people. Third place. I always place third. Is that... Is that a <laughs> yeah. on this podcast right now? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, I love you. Oh, um, <laughs> um, uh, I need to visit the ER for that burn. Oh. Um, yeah, no, he. Well, okay, so he unlocks my rant. That is oh. only sort of. Like, oh, that's the, right. This is the We've that you've been keeping. Up. Yeah, it's yeah. bottled up inside. Oh, okay. Okay. So, All right, let us have it. It just occurred to me recently that if you, because I think. First of all, I think it's just be really hard to drive. Like, not. I think that the actual act of driving should be harder. I think literally the ability, the the um ability to have a license should just be very hard. Yes. To, like it should be very few people. It should make it should be extremely hard. They should be easy to lose. It should just be like a very big thing. So it occurred to me that when you do an eye test for mm-hmm. the DMV, you have a you know something that I could never pass in a billion years unless I truly cheated by having right. someone else look at it right. um, because they just have you read an eye chart that's like 20 feet away or whatever. Um, but I was like, huh, they do that. But really, like, you could probably drive a little bit safer with peripheral vision. Like, as long as you have peripheral vision, you are going to be a safer driver generally um, than sure. if you had yeah. no peripheral vision but did have acuity. Like, because I do think peripheral vision is more important for driving because that's how you don't kill people who are moving you know there's a lot of things so it's like i don't think anyone should be driving if they don't have like if they're blind but if you have to choose i do think that having the peripheral vision is vital apparently there are many states where you do not need to have any peripheral vision to drive and you have to be like the person in this movie who chose to stop driving because he was legally allowed to (laughs) 
but he wow. chose to stop because he was scared he was going to kill right, someone. Right, because he's smart. <laughs> right. Yeah. And this is so funny because I was ra- I was like going on this giant rant <laughs> and I was so obsessed with this and then it happened in the movie and I was like so screamed. I was like, come on, oh my god, oh my god, this is the thing. This well, is the it's, thing. it's funny because, it's funny because like I, I agree with everything you say. Like I think, yes, I absolutely think it should be much, much, much harder and more stringent to get a license and every couple of years you should have to complete a driving yes. test. I don't care how yeah, old you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. And 60 should be, well, maybe 75, should be the cutoff point. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Please give your license back. Right. It's just too yeah. likely I'm, that you're going to start losing your vision enough that it's right. a problem. Like I have, like I, you know, I have, I have friends who are seniors. I, like I respect them and, and I respect their ability right. to and do Right. And I things, respect but, you, Melissa, and you can't drive either. And I can't drive. <laughs> it but, shouldn't be. But a... I, know, there are people, I know some people that I'm just like, y'all should, should not be just, driving. Should not be yeah. driving. Yeah. I bet I Arizona agree. is the worst because. Oh you, yeah. You can be 14. 50 right? years, I think is like. Oh, the license? license? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's because all the fake IDs oh, are from Arizona. So, like, but they don't, like, regardless of acuity or field of vision, right. they don't check up on you. You just have right, 50 right. years. So you yeah. can go completely yeah. blind and, and there's, just you would have a valid. Yeah. But, like, I'm pretty sure there are laws that are, like, if you're under some, like, if you are not able to drive and then you drive, like, it's If a you know yeah, you are. That should be Lawyers. Yeah. yeah right, like, right. I mean, that Lawyers makes right sense. In, like, it's probably, like, I mean, you have DUIs, right? And right, like, DUIs. Under the influence of something, but then. I must also like because there are conditions with like seizures as well or like not. Well, yeah, seizures. Right. Well, that's the right. thing. Also, is if you've had a seizure in the last six months, you can't drive. Oh, that's interesting. So if you're that. epileptic, well, you just haven't had one in seven months. You can be driving. So it's just also like if you've ever had a seizure, you can't drive. Done. Like just like just it doesn't. It's not. It's obviously not to insult anyone. Melissa and I are very cool people, and we're never <laughs> going to be able to drive. Like it is not. It is no value of someone if they could drive or not. It should just be so much harder because it is unsafe, and it's yeah. especially unsafe for blind people when there are people who shouldn't be driving. Driving. I had I had a Lyft driver a couple of years ago that was visually impaired. We were driving at night. I didn't, and of course I didn't straight up be like, all right, give me your, your deets. You know, we were, we were just like trading eye conditions basically back and forth. But, but I did have that like very <laughs> slight moment of, moment like, of panic. Oh like, oh, oh no. Are we, am I going to die? <laughs> Are we going to get home safe? Yeah. And I, and I kind of sort of hated myself for it because I'm just like, I, I have no You're right. You're not driving for Lyft. I'm right. sure you would like to have that extra cash, but you were not going to do that shit. So. No. I don't know. No, I think you're I allowed kinda... to judge them. Okay. Because <laughs> I kind of felt bad because I was like, you know, we say that, you know, blind, visually impaired folks can, can, can do whatever, whatever we want to do. What, yeah. Whatever yeah. we want to do. But I'm just like, until you have a Lyft driver who's like, oh, yeah, I saw your cane. I'm also visually impaired. <laughs> <laughs> that is so oh, funny, no. though. Yeah. Good he was a really nice guy. I, I mean, we're very nice people, but we probably should not be Lyft drivers. <laughs> yeah, no. So it's just like, yeah, no, I think it's a weird. Like top 10 things you don't want to hear. From your Lyft driver. Yeah. Yeah. driver yeah. Well, it's good if it comes from us, at least, because we could. So it's not like being ableist. Well, it's it's like that time. Uh, what is it that? I had multiple people who were sharing their Lyft stories with me oh. as oh, yeah, I was driving yeah. for Lyft. And oh, they were no. like, there were two people who came into my car 
And each different time they were like, yeah, there's this guy who was bragging about like being awake for 48 hours straight and driving. Oh my God. And he was very clearly on some kind of very powerful stimulant. Oh, no. Because, <laughs> you know, he was like being all braggadocious about like, I don't need to sleep. <laughs> like, oh I can go forever. Oh my God. Though like, so I guess if you're on a stimulant, that's better than staying away for 48 oh, hours without oh. a no, stimulant. No, it's not. It's not better. Neither should be driving. Neither but should be driving. Again, I, I like to choose what the worst of the two are and yeah. I would rather be in a car with someone who hasn't slept for 48 hours on stimulants than someone who hasn't slept for 48 hours and not on stimulants. I guess. <laughs> yeah, wow. If, I had, if those were my choices. Yes, those are your two choices. Obviously, if you had the third choice was someone who had slept for eight the, hours, right? Or the, who's the sighted and fourth choice is take the bus, right? Well, yeah. If, <laughs> but if those are the only two things you could possibly choose, I would, I would, I would go with him. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's. But anyway, yeah. So that. But anyway, we have this. He was cool though. This guy who has I liked him. Glaucoma, he was really great, and he had he like nice. he yeah. had a pretty his visual because he lost a lot of sight I think in his right eye and then he lost said, like, his, his right eye his sight. right eye was 2200 and then he was like my right eye used to be my good eye and now my left eye is my good eye and it's 2060 but I've pretty much no peripheral vision in that eye right right, right. so, so it was so but, a mix of acuity and field of vision for but him. when you have mm-hmm. a, like um the thing is you can very easily cheat on a test if you just have one eye that works because and i've heard of people doing this because how you cheat is you just like can you can actually see what's on it so you just memorize it really quick Mm. and then if you even if you have to do your you know i i don't know if they tell you which eye to do first or not you start with the eye with the lower acuity (laughs) right right (laughs) but that's but they don't know which one that is so people will just like memorize it really quick and then that's how they'll pass the test Mm -hmm. so you know there if you are like me there's no possible way other than i was saying like if you had one of those like (laughs) in a tv show where someone's like speaking through like a little (laughs) you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. then i could potentially pass the test yeah (laughs) on a dare when i went to the dmv to get my my state id with my vision teacher on a dare she's like I dare you to go up there and try and get a driver's license. <laughs> I was like, I right, game on, Victoria. Let's do this. So I did. I walked right up to the counter, and she's like, "What are you here to get today?" And I was like, "I want a driver's license." And she's like, "Okay, cool. Here are the forms, and we're gonna your we'll Were do you your like, can you read these forms for me? I, I, guess, you know? I, I passed them to my vision teacher. I was like, "Yeah, can you help me fill these?" Out? <laughs> and this woman on the counter didn't think she's she proceeds to give me the vision test, which I fail miserably. <laughs> and so, so we go we go through all of this and i was like hey so i'm just i'm just here to get a state id like why didn't like you saw my cane like why didn't you stop me and she goes she goes oh we're not allowed to discriminate oh (laughs) (laughs) that's so so funny That has like <laughs> potential for stand-up material. I right know. There. I know. Oh, that's so hilarious. I love. If only other situations, someone felt like they didn't. Have to, I love that. That's where we're not discriminating. You the, know, the sweetest DMV person <laughs> she ever. She was really nice. She was trying to really get a nice. textbook for school. Then you could discriminate. But if you're trying to get a driver's, <laughs> driver's license, they won't discriminate against you. No. They'll just let you fail this the is test. America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you your own rope to <laughs> yeah, hang yourself, yourself on. on. Exactly. Yep, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh gosh, that is very funny. <laughs> um, you have all the best uh, blind driving yeah. stories. <laughs> all the best ones. Uh, oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I just have like being very sad as a child. Well, no, <laughs> I come from a family of of just drivers. Ooh, mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, my my brother and I learned how to ride three wheelers um, before we could walk. Mm. basically so it's, yeah. yeah i mean i came from southern california so you can't exist without driving but, mm. but i somehow did it until i moved away and it was like thank god mm. um but <laughs> have we talked about all the athletes now because that's the coolest part that, that is yeah the, the, that is the that's coolest the, and, and it's also part. the most of i the think we only like briefly mentioned uh, the our friend who was in like minnesota or something um, yes, but I don't think he would. He just like went to a class and it wasn't. He didn't. Yeah, and he was they just kind of really like at the beginning. Well, they didn't highlight yeah. any of the. Uh, it, this it was, was something. That, this was a YouTube documentary. Yeah, this is a YouTube documentary. <laughs> but yeah. it would have been. It's like you're doing a documentary on blind judo, right. and you don't like you don't do anything to describe the rules of judo, no. yeah, the yeah. accommodations for a blind judoka. Like you don't do anything to. Like audio description just even of like what's going on yeah yeah it's, it's like almost not made for blind people which is like this is the thing that could be made for blind people because yeah. it could be like oh that's really cool i want to try that right now that i have a better sense of it yeah unfortunately watching this doc i didn't i definitely didn't come away with oh wow i would really like this to try blind judo judo. Works. This, right right this <laughs> might be fun yeah it like, did I, kind of make you not want to try it it actually and some of the interviewees do say don't do this almost like well, they kind of are like i hurts. don't think you should like or i don't i guess they don't say I think, like specifically i mean almost all of it, them but. were like like the um the family was like yeah it gives you like a level of confidence and yeah. it's really cool i right. think i, I think, think all of them loved judo right, right. Even, but, but all of them hated, had reasonable yeah. complaints mm-hmm. about the system it's, exactly <laughs> yeah it's yeah system yeah that's but i mean the thing is like so it, this is something where judo is a little bit different than uh, like Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's like as a, there, there's a thing where people talk about being a, a hobbyist grappler, you know, where it's like, you don't have to do any tournaments. They exist, but you don't have to. Sure. In judo, it's like a little bit more caked in. Like there's some judo schools, right. that, like they heavily encourage you to compete, well, uh, but don't hard. care about your results in the competition. Right, but you they just compete. encourage you, you to compete. But that's really demoralizing if you're yeah. not giving the accommodations you need. And so you keep losing. Because I, anytime I'm, this is the thing is when I compete against sighted people in like any sort of sport thing, it's just a terrible experience because you're just mm. like, I, for reasons completely beyond myself, am not getting the right accommodations. And so I'm not getting to, I'm losing, I'm like, not only am I feeling shitty because I'm not getting to do this in the same way everyone else, I'm also being told you're worse than these people, yeah. like in a very, like a very specific way. And that's like, it's kind of, tr- it is traumatizing in a lot of ways. I think a lot of blind people have had some experience like that going through like, oh, you know, yeah. school, like you just have have those experiences where you're just like oh like competition is just evil <laughs> like it's just like it is a way to tell us that we're inferior mm-hmm. because it's like why are you hitting yourself kind of like you yeah. know it's just like you are making this hard everyone for must compete at this thing <laughs> yes. and then, yeah. right and then it's just like and then you don't get the accommodation think, you need and yeah, then it's so hard PE to feel needs connected like such a huge because oh like i yeah, think the like when you get the like freedom to just enjoy th- whatever 
body movements you mm -hmm. like feel good and mm -hmm. feel fun like for whatever purpose like that's a great thing right, and that's yeah. what PE should encourage yes, right. and it's instead yes. like yeah I'm gonna like I'm the football coach and also the PE teacher and like everyone needs to do this and if you can't do it you're a failure it's like right, it's, wow it's, okay right, very ableist like it's actually like PE is one of those things where you're like this is just like deeply ableist yeah. in a way oh, that it's like yeah. surprising we have allowed because you know it's, we live in a very ableist world but it's like on another level and it's of so ableist. it'd be so I mean it would be so easy. It's just like such a little change in mindset. Right. <laughs> it's yes. such an obvious yes. change in mindset too that would benefit like everybody. Right. Well, it it's because football sucks and well, I think yeah, you're right. Sucks. It's the football coaches. It is. It is. Football coaches, yeah, potentially. Right. It, shouldn't, it shouldn't be about your ability to do, to excel at something or to do something well. It, it, I like I like the way you put it. It should be about the joy of just moving around, of physically right. doing something. And well, I, yeah. I think if that, if I had... If I had gone through PE with that mindset, I wouldn't have come out as absolutely. Well, did you know that like if you start doing physical exercise, I think it's like at 26 or something after 26, then you're very likely to continue doing it for the rest of your life. Huh. But if you do a whole lot of stuff in high school, no, absolutely no predictive thing that you will continue yeah. to do it. You after like after high school, you're just as likely as people who did no sports whatsoever to do sports. It's only mm -hmm. after you're 26, mm -hmm. which I think if we had a better system would be very different because we yeah. have a system that just mm -hmm. says like you do it in this very like you're not supposed to enjoy it. Once you're out of here, you know, either you do it professionally or you don't like it's not about loving doing it. And so people just don't continue to and do it. I think that's like. I mean, judo and grappling and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, like, being that close to people and up on them and, like, having your joints pulled and being choked, like, there's only ever going to be a small subset of the population that <laughs> yeah. enjoys that because yeah, yeah. when you start as a beginner... You get all that stuff happen to you all the time. Well, you just get especially beat up if all you're the blind, because then yeah. you're the person they're you're a beginner for showing. a long time. That's and, just like and they're always yeah. using you yeah. as the model as the, for okay, it yeah. because you have to feel what's happening. Right, yeah, right. And, and so guess what? You're gonna feel it, all of it. And, right. And so, like, obviously, there's no like, like cure all or like not not everybody's body is going to enjoy doing the same movements. So like that's <laughs> right. Right. But finding, I mean, I think it is partly that like finding what you enjoy and focusing way more on like enjoyment. what enjoyment. Yeah. And that should always be what it is. But I mean, that's a you problem on to, so many levels. It's yeah. not about enjoyment. You have to want to be there. And the, the sad fact is, is these, all these athletes mm. want to be there and they're just not given the support, but, right. yeah. but they, but they show up, they show up to training and they, they show up it. to get, to get thrown on the mat every day and they care deeply. Yeah. And, and it's still a fucking and they get slog. Yeah. And I mean, it's like the their communities seem support like the mm -hmm. the little judo club itself, the microcosm that exists, like it's, can be an enjoyable thing. But with but I'm sure judo, it's still hard even too. Yeah, to to develop that. I, I mean, mean, I think that's always that's difficult. why that one girl quit. Right, right, right. right. It was the the microcosm. <laughs> like, well, and yep. she was a kid too, and I think yeah. that like you know, there's it is such an ableist environment for kids that like you know, yeah. I think that's why also a lot of blind kids just are like, oh, I am like actively avoiding this from now on because this has been so mm. traumatizing mm. that it's not it's not even like it's not just like I didn't.
didn't learn how to love my body doing things. It's literally right. like, I need to stay away from this because it will like destroy me. And like, this yes. is a very toxic yes. place. I need to stay yeah. far away from. I, and it's, it's horrible. It's like, I, I've, I'm living that right now. Still living it. Yeah. I, it's, and it's taken me years me too i mean me too and now we're doing pole dancing and like it That's is physical so cool. and it's yes. really fun and i'm but i still am constantly dealing with this like mm-hmm. this struggle of just like feeling like oh like i don't actually belong here feeling like i shouldn't be the one moving my body yeah. my body doesn't do things like it is still very challenging and like i with because I, you know, having asthma and then also just not being able to see what people are doing so sometimes i'll be like I will do something and I'll do it all wrong. And then I'll be like, oh, people are seeing that I'm doing this all wrong. And then the teacher will come up and be like, oh, yeah, no, just put, it's this, it's that foot, not the other foot. And then I'll be like, oh, do it perfectly. <laughs> but it's just like, I like, it looked like I was doing it so wrong. And then I'm like, oh, stupid, I don't know how to do this. You know, which is like, I know is is not correct. But at the same time, it does sometimes get exhausting when you're constantly that. doing yes. it wrong. Yes. And the, the fear of that probably like comes in from spaces that were you know like really not safe to be doing the wrong right, thing right right like right yeah and where there was yeah. an, and where you just were expected to be like a, there were so many times where i was expected to be like an abled student and it was terrifying i mean it just became mm-hmm. like a it was just like a hellish like, um, like well i always love your description of dodgeball or well, <laughs> you know where you're like they didn't make you play that uh yeah <laughs> well i would for oh dodgeball i would just avoid the ball could yeah because yeah. i could avoid i'm good at avoiding balls to some extent which is why baseball was truly a nightmare because i'm like you oh. don't avoid this ball no no yeah. you have to, you have to go right after that ball I, no i want to avoid the ball That's we're going to do. see this ball this tiny projectile we're going to throw it very fast very fast at, at you. your face yeah yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 which is just like I, I also hate brave baseball. Broke my thumb. Oh my god, baseball <laughs> no. is very dangerous. Baseball is really dangerous. Um, <laughs> anti baseball yeah. podcast. Yes, we're anti baseball. Pro judo, anti baseball. Yes, America's yes. pastime. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess anti football. Apparently, yeah, anti football. American football. Oh, and, and football and American football because we also are anti soccer for its wage well, inequality. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, wait, of, how are we anti soccer? Okay. <laughs> And we're yeah, against FIFA the sucks. like, and we're against the judo establishment. The judo establishment. We need to tear, big judo. Big judo tear it down. <laughs> maybe okay. Maybe our sport trauma is bleeding into just the fabric of the podcast. It always whenever whenever we whenever it comes up in a documentary though, we, just, we always talk. About this. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. It is very, I don't know, it, uh, yeah, it's very hard to be a blind person learning things, yeah. and yeah, it just kind of sucks, and it sucks for a long time. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I would would be really cool is, I mean, like in Blind Fist of Bruce and, um, and the other, like, blind action things, it's always people, like, punching people, mm-hmm. and, like, if you would do, like, the ultimate, like, I've been trading judo since I was like three years old and I'm going to like beat people up. It would probably be like, okay, he gets punched in the face once or twice, learns where you are and then just like crowds your space, yes. like bear hugs you yes. and then like slams you head first on the ground. Like and you're done. Yeah. Like that sort of like action sequence mm-hmm. would be so cool to see. And like, I know that oh. people are out there like, 
like in John Wick or whatever, like people now that like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is big, it'll be like, oh wow, he did an arm bar, and it's like <laughs> emphasize like, oh wow, he could have broken that guy's arm, but like there are ways that you can. I guess it's like so funny because there's so much action in judo and like all these things that like would directly be transferable to like right. an action movie. It's mm-hmm. like well, it's funny because they're always fighting with the cane yeah. sword. Yes, <laughs> it's like but we're gonna give all the blind people the cane swords. <laughs> yeah, I mean Wait, cane swords are awesome. They are awesome. They're cool, but they're also just like such a sighted fantasy. Like, yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, they can people with the cane. It's like no, yeah, but we could also be like actual martial arts. I mean, arts. even <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen C, but even that, it's like oh, we like hear where they are and then shooting in that right, direction right, or whatever. Right. That's and it's like. Yeah. That's part of it yeah yeah it's like but it's like just grab things and wreck them like that'd be so cool yes yes. and it's a movie you just make situations where that could happen i mean bob i mean bob boss kind of sort of incorporates that into his fighting Mm. style kind of sort of he's sometimes sometimes he's very he can be very physical and grabby but i think it's like it's weird i think people get very mad and like how could a black person do this but it's just like what do you i guess it's like a question of would you do that in an action film? I mean, some action films, like, go just do all sorts of weird stuff to make it visually interesting. But it's, like, I guess it's, like, what is blindness just a way to, so you can decide to make something more visually interesting? Kind of ironic. But, um, like, I I don't know. I always wonder, like, how... Because when we watch these blind fighting movies, mm. it's always, like, they're blind. So this is what they need to do to be, you know, to fight. And how is that enough to, like... Yeah. like the, I guess in, like, Blind Fist of Bruce, the only way you could tell he was, like, blind when he was fighting was, like, him using his cane. cane, Or, like, they, like, there's always the trope of, oh, he turns off the lights. Now they're in his domain. Yes, yes, You know, like, and that's, I guess, fine. Like, I guess it's true, but, like, it's, like, very... It's, it's very weird. Yeah, and it also <laughs> makes it seem like it is like such a disadvantage, I guess. Right. I mean, and and mm. that's why it's cool to see real athletes doing real judo right. because this is yeah. an actual style of fighting that a blind person could in, could use, could incorporate. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and I was I was saying like if you took the quotes from like the the real blind people in any of the documentaries we we watch, and then you took quotes from any of the movies we watch with a <laughs> fictional blind character you could literally never be wrong on you would a hundred percent of the time it would be physically impossible to not know when it was a written character or when it was a real blind person because there is no like you know because we don't write these movies they're always written by sighted people and it is just truly baffling because it's just like i listen to them talking and i'm like oh yeah i remember we are people we're human beings mm-hmm. that exist and mm-hmm. now i'm getting to watch us like i never feel that with the movies i've always are like fictional i've always just like what the fuck yeah, is this thing they're like asking that one guy about his surgery and he's like oh i don't care that i went blind i'm just so happy, happy I'm, I'm alive, alive. <laughs> oh my god and the, the other guy's like i'm not mad i'm blind i just get frustrated when i can't find shit right 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 <laughs> you know? and there yes. was the one who was like i'm really sad that my family look was the deaf line was like my family did not was not able to come to terms with my disability at like I was like basically yeah. like it's really sad that they just I don't know why they just couldn't handle it which that made me so oh, so sad but yeah. it was just like such a 
you kind of see that difference of like, of like, yeah, I guess if his mom was writing a movie, then she would write a different movie than he would, you know? It's yeah. like, it's something that I think about when we watch the documentaries because it's just like, it's so different the way that you talk about it and the way that abled people see us blind people. Even with the coach who's sighted, there's so many things he yeah. said that were just like weird. It was like, very such weird. A yeah. 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 There's, I've questioned multiple times. I'm like, should you be doing this anymore? Maybe you've had a stroke. You can't travel. You have blood clots. Like maybe it's time. I mean, to, but also just like, pasture. but being abled, I think is sometimes the problem as well. Like, yes. I mean, well, you know, uh, yeah. not that it has to be the problem, but there's no like checks and balances. It's just like, basically, if you're abled, you can just be super ableist and then well, also work with disabled people and no one's going to really stop you. Well, just, yeah. the that, just the fact that like he lifts all of his, you know, male athletes up, right? Or and, and, and our Paralympian. But like he let the little, he let that girl down. He yeah. failed her. Well, and he just didn't, he says that he didn't know what was happening. And it's like, but how? it's hard. Like it's, I, and it's one of those things where I'm like watching the documentary. You can't tell how much of that is an excuse or not. Sure. Cause I'm like, yeah. there are sometimes I, like, I was trying to think, I mean, I think there are big classes cause I teach class with like, you know, a little bigger than, you know, sometimes they're like 10 people, but sometimes they can be like 20 or something. And like, I'm like, I don't think I would totally, I usually am pretty like, aware of the dynamics but maybe I would miss something you know like I was trying to think like how likely it would be that he genuinely did miss it but it is one of those but I guess she was you know she was always doing the demonstrations and that probably gave him a false sense of like oh I know what's going on with her because I'm always demonstrating with her but it's like you when you're a kid the fact that she's on display like that is also another thing where it's just like Mm -hmm. you're more likely to be bullied because it's like you're the right right and it's so funny for me now going back to school at 28 years old and I'm just like okay well I'm an assistant you know I've got a, a assistant for my class for the first time and I just like yeah I'm a blind person like you know it's just like your ability to just be like fuck you if you're ableist like yeah, as opposed yeah. to like when you're a kid where I was just like oh my god no one can know like I'm not gonna wear my glasses when I need the or my sunglasses even when I'm in pain and I'm gonna you know try to read tiny little text because then I might you know get bullied if I don't like you know, there's so much more. And it's, I don't think it has to be that way. I really do think that's because of ableism that that is the case. But right now it's definitely the case. And it is, I think, I think it's like the acknowledgement that when you are young, like the world, it's, it's like, I remember being so afraid of things that other people thought it's like you're right, so right, sensitive right. to it. Yeah, right. It's exactly. so raw and right, right there. Right, and right, it's like right. it's just like you need to be even more cognizant of that. Right. Well, cuz I think that's it. It's like it is an inherent thing to being that For, age. Exactly. But then when you are dealing with real discrimination and prejudice yeah, yeah. because of society and kids are not having anyone be like you can't do that. <laughs> like like yeah. you're being a dick. Like you know, because ableism is just kind of goes on. Wait, but we just need to make them all wear blindfolds and then do I judo. know. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, are you really going to sh- really <laughs> No. Uh, then they'll understand how to have a devel- developmental disability. Right. The, the, just blindfold all of them, have them do judo, or and they'll understand what developmental disability is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That'll work. There you go. Yes. Uh, um, I mean, yeah. Although, it's... not, you know, although I'm not, I, and again, I, I think that's a stupid idea, but um, we did something similar to that in a viewpoints class that I was in. Uh, yeah. And it was, and it really helped 
me, not only me become more confident in moving around, but it really helped the teacher and the students kind of sort of wear my shoes for just 2.5 seconds yeah, and figure it out. And then we were able to come up with a bunch of like gestures and touch signals and everything to, um, uh, to navigate basically. So we were actually, we actually came together and were able to be on the same playing field. That's which was really nice. Good. I think it's like that's work, especially when you're you're dealing with kids. That's work that teachers should be able to do on their own of like figuring out how to accommodate blind students. So it's just not really a thing that has to have. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think it like I guess it has the potential to be an exercise, but that that does something but it's also like it's something that could go so horribly well, wrong it's just like, like so horribly wrong well it's like then you get a bunch of fucking kids that are going to grow up to write blind characters that we have to watch in our fucking movies yeah. that don't that are so obviously I was blindfolded once so, yeah, so I understand I the blind experience right, exactly. absolutely just, uh, your world I know what it's like to live in your world and I'm right. like you ever mm. tried the blind a day for a day challenge <laughs> yeah blind yeah, person yeah I've done the bird box challenge. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, there we go. That's what it's um, called. I, can, I know what it's like to go to the supermarket now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm eating for a dollar a day to know what poverty is. Oh, like. my God. <laughs> a dollar a day. Oh, my gosh. Someone should just combine them all. I'm wearing a blindfold, a hijab, and I'm only spending $2 <laughs> and um, also going in drag. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, like, my God. It's a good, string them a good all parody along. video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That just, is a they, great they click call. I should pitch that to click call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just get shot. Like, it's like, <laughs> They're not even doing anything. Some fucker knows it. It comes by, it comes by in a pickup truck. This is America! <laughs> <laughs> it just drives. Just keeps going. I mean, that's a, that is both funny and also very sad. It's very sad. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, so that's... Uh, that's a lot of stuff. To, uh, how do we feel about the movie? Mean, I don't want to like close the movie without how do we consulting y'all. Yeah. How, oh, whoa! I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I, I think we got to all of the athletes. All yeah. Their different things. The associations, the tournaments, the failings of systems. Yeah. We got this pretty, movie. Pretty broad. We. I think we are now. We've now been talking for longer than the movie was. Congratulations. But it, it brought up a lot of stuff. I mean, it did yeah. definitely. I was like, oh, this is going to be like so much to talk about. So yeah. It did, and I yeah. think that's. I think that's the sign of a of a good uh, documentary. I mean, you know, it is a like you said, it's a it YouTube documentary. It's, it. Oh, it. It needs help. Like this yeah. is a really yeah. good. This is a really good first draft Rough of a documentary. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. but I think part of it was yeah. they didn't have enough footage to fill no. to fill it out. You know, not just the tournament. I think they like it's documentaries are hard and like they interviewed a decent amount of people. That that is. You you have a lot of balls in there, and you got to get a lot of stuff you when you're doing that. You can tell scheduling-wise, too, because, like, the yeah. family, we didn't mm-hmm. see them compete at all. No. They obviously had um, our friend with glaucoma mm-hmm. uh, just, like, they are like, can you do any judo stuff for us to film? And I was like, oh, wow, we got this great B-roll because he <laughs> yeah. took the, the thing to the park. You know oh, that? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, it yeah, might yeah. have been just to get the B-roll. He yeah. might not do that on his daily life. Probably like, not. Probably not. That was just, that was just some sexy-ass <laughs> yeah, B-roll, which is what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I so, was thinking that it was like, oh, you got this great B-roll yeah. of this guy, but you're right, and, it might have been staged. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think they got footage from two tournaments mm-hmm. that were yeah. they were able to coordinate. That's probably so, all they could get. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean. Right. And then it was, um, they got like 
and then they got four dojos in total. So we got to see mm-hmm. four of the athletes. Right. Which is too, train. which that's the thing. It's like, that is very, it's ambitious, but also it's ambitious because it's very hard to pull that off yeah. well. And mm-hmm. so it probably would have been better if it, they had like scaled back a little bit, maybe followed slightly less people. Yeah. They could have just done it really in California because just... we had four of the people right. in California. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. we, and yeah. like the, if you had the couple and the deafblind guy and the Paralympian. The Paralympian. She was in Sacramento. Yes. Yeah, and then yeah. and then I I even think the glaucoma guy as well could. I think he was East Coast though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Or, but yeah. But yeah. I think like if you four is usually good. I guess the couple is hard to say because they were well, mostly interviewed together. And I, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I agree with that. I think if you would have scaled it down and focused on one region, you also could have gone into like the actual rules of right, judo. Exactly. Yeah. Like, exactly. How does this? How? How? Like, have the athletes explain. How exactly do you yeah. fight? I mean, they kind of did, but yes, I want to know more. Go yeah. and get more in into depth. the yeah. nitty gritty. Especially if you're going to show actual competitions, you do need to have that. And you could even have someone who, like, well, could I, describe it, talking about like. And I think from the way they the footage. cut the, I think the people who were editing the competition footage had some judo knowledge because like mm-hmm. the things they were choosing to highlight like were uh what's the way to say this they can look thing? visually boring because oh, it doesn't see. look like much is happening it's like one person just sitting on top of another person mm-hmm. you know but right. it can be like important for the Right, but then they just, like, it's also the way it's cut is very sighted person confusing because it's, like, you were, you told me at one point they're cutting between the different parts of the fight, and I was, like, oh, they're fighting for... Oh, different opponents, yeah. They were, I was, like, Ah. oh, they're fighting for a really long time, and then Connor was, like, no, those are all different people, and I was, like, wait, really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, I can't And, I mean, it's, it it looks like, and, you know, especially if both geese are white you know i can tell who's who by the belt Mm, colors usually mm -hmm. but but it's two dudes or ladies rolling around on the ground right and they don't do close-ups at all of their like because if they had start if you did close-ups of their faces or had some sort of transition (laughs) yeah probably not not. but um (laughs) but that's i mean that is one of the problems it's very like it's so much like why you're like oh even watching sports is inaccessible because you see things like yeah, this and you're like yeah. oh fuck this I don't know I don't what's going know. on. Um, you could I mean like it's it's a thing of assist like y- there's nothing that says you can't wear different colored geese. Right, <laughs> you know right, like I true. think I think in some competition like there's like team judo where you have like all different people at different weight classes for two different teams and this happens internationally where you have different countries ah. having like a team. Um, I think they'll have like one team wear white geese and one team wear blue geese and then yeah that helps a little it. bit to visualize but it, mm. they're bad colors for you sky but yeah <laughs> Those, depending on the to the shade i might not be able to tell the difference but yeah there is i i think that it was kind of the way i mean okay there was a lot of problem with the editing it there were some interviews that probably like interview things where I'm like, oh my god, you need B-roll, just put B-roll and do a jump cut. Like, come on, guys, mm-hmm. it's not that hard. I, like, it's just I, like I, going on and on. I think this <laughs> this was just put together. You know, this is probably it was probably a favor. You know, for for these athletes who like we were talking about who are literally trying to get funding. So this is like let's put something out there to show. So that we can show people you right. know, and say, yeah, you should help these athletes out more because they're amazing. And they are amazing. They are really cool. Yeah. But yeah, it is a, 
I guess. Does that mean it's not made for blind people? Because we know that blind athletes are cool. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We we also don't make enough money usually to be able to (laughs) give it to face. No, I think this is particularly for the for the sighted folks. Whoa, a movie for Whoa. sighted people? I know. What? Wow, the, the sighted person requ- wanting movie. to watch a documentary no. about blind judo that Literally. ends up being for sighted people? Wow. That's <laughs> funny how that works. Out. Literally every single movie we've ever watched is for sighted people, so <laughs> you could have. <laughs> I, I think I think we should rate this. Yeah, let's okay. go for it. Sorry, yeah. I, I no, uh, no, interrupted good. the closing process there. <laughs> no, no you're it's fine. okay. That's a classic us move as well. Yes. Um, <laughs> and you are guests on our podcast, even if this is also your home. Um, Melissa, what are you going to rate this movie? Uh, a solid twenty twenty. Honestly, um, <laughs> not because it's you know as as a movie as a documentary, it's just it's not put together very well at all. Honestly, it looks like. Uh, something that was made in my documentary film class, which is not a knock <laughs> Did against I say it. That? I think I so. think actually I said my documentary teacher in my film class would be so bad that they're doing this right now. Yeah, is actually I think what I said. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not bringing it up as a knock against it because I in that class we made some pretty amazing documentaries. <laughs> I didn't. My documentary was trash, Aww. but everyone else's was amazing. So, but 2020, as in, uh, I just wanted. Um, I just wanted more. I wanted more yeah. explanation of what was going on. I wanted more a backstory about these athletes. I wanted to hear more, a little bit more about their struggles. And uh, I mean, we know that they all won third place. That's really cool. But why? How did they do that? Like, <laughs> yeah. how versus why, how did the, the they not win first or second place? Like, I just I want to. I guess that might like I said that might be a, a sign of a good documentary. I I want to know more, but. But I, not exactly. You want that also mm. also to be in the documentary. That's yeah. Well, I also want to be entertained by the documentary too. Or right. So, I mean, it wasn't too boring. No, it wasn't boring. It just yeah. But twenty twenty. Nice. Yeah. I'm actually give it a higher rating. I'm gonna give it a twenty sixty. I mean, nice. I think I I always rate the documentary slightly higher because <laughs> they actually have blind people in them. Um, and that's a big thing for me is that blind people are involved somehow. Um, even if they're not necessarily the ones who are um, you know, making the documentary. But I I did like the interviews. Um, with them, it was just I you know it's always fun to hear them talk to hear blind people talk about their lives and and also like getting to see blind people doing different things is always really nice because it makes you feel more connect like oh yeah I could do other stuff like you know it kind of opens the horizons of like oh yeah there's ableism here like there's everywhere but also like people are care about this enough to like go. Th- past ableism and for some reason that for me is always that's inspiring to me is what, <laughs> is what is what i hear about blind people are like yeah this fucking sucks but also like i really love doing this and i figured out a way to make it work for me like that is the most inspiring thing to me we will we will always find a way if we yeah want, if we want to do something bad enough, where there is a we'll blind <laughs> blind finds way i don't know yeah. um <laughs> yeah. yeah but i I, you know, and it's it's yeah, it's not a great documentary. It it could have been edited better, but um, the music <laughs> you were very bad about the oh, music. Oh, the music sucks. Yeah, the music sucks. <laughs> the music it was sucks. bad. Um, <laughs> I would have preferred no none. Yeah, yeah, what, especially because then they also they also cut the they probably had like really shitty audio recording for some of those because well they had subtitles for that one guy's car ride. Yeah, well yeah. cars are not the best place to like film someone what? if you want to be able to hear stuff. <laughs> 
So that was what do you a little mean? bit. Yeah. But that's always the documentaries. You'll have someone in a car and then they'll have subtitles and be like, just don't film in the car. Okay. Mm. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So what, Conrad, what do yes. we what do we want to make I've you do? I've been sitting here trying to rack my brain to remember the judo belt system. Ooh, um, nice. Yes. For my rating uh, instead of a acuity score. And I cannot remember the order. So I'm going to okay. say green because it's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Potentially. Just watch is actually the highest. <laughs> no, that would be red or coral or something like well, that. Well, red and nice. green. Wow, that's like so... St- <laughs> wow, so to some colorblind people, you have a much shorter journey of this because you're like, uh, oh, good, I cut it. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it succeeds in um, letting the blind athletes be the center yeah. And doesn't try to push a narrative other than what those blind athletes are saying. And I think it gives us a relatively unfiltered view of their struggles and like the um, lacking in the larger organizations of judo in general. Yeah. Um, and so it like uh, it didn't. It didn't feel like it started out with a goal necessarily, but it ended up coming away with a story that I think is worth telling. Um, but it definitely lacked in finesse <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, like narrative. And I think there's some things that could have been like I've kind of felt like they lost heart after a big part of what was going to be like the gem yeah. of their thing yeah, got ripped out of the mill. Yep, yep. And I feel like and that came through. Like, I it guess felt we like, got to finish this now. Yeah, right. and it I, became a chore instead yeah. of like. Yeah. With some more experienced documentarians because there there are documentaries that are that happens and then yeah. they just have to yeah. pivot and make it part of the Exactly. Plot. Right. Exactly. Right. No, that's exactly I can't exactly name any right. off the top of my head. But, but I think a that's bunch of, true yeah. that you do have those situations where it does have to you have to go into it and stuff but yeah you at, when at the you risk have of talking those... about another podcast like reply all they yeah. don't know which way the story is going to go and a lot no. of times they t- they've talked about how there are stories that just like fizzle to nothing because there's no interesting narrative that comes out of it right and right. they could have they they got fixated on the thing they that they wanted to do with this competition yeah, yeah. and they still had the little bits to make something amazing and then they just kind of it felt like they were like oh man we didn't get the thing so right, it's all right. over now well I don't think well, yeah, they had all yeah. the bits because I think that that was the problem is I think oh, you're right yeah, yeah. but I think they lost steam and so they were mm. just like I guess we need to finish this because this is supposed to be mm. this was really mm. structured around this competition mm-hmm. and I think that it is but I think you're right though like that you do have st- like some really great documentaries are because something got fucked up you know and 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 that's what makes them so great where you're like oh my my god that like really happened my my blind side (laughs) is actually one of those documentaries (laughs) smooth transition yeah Yeah. smooth segue um do you have any more you're ready or should we go no that's it there you go let's let's hear it what's your okay so my blind side i'm bringing in a it's fairly old documentary but um so the documentary was so interesting that when it was released for streaming on HBO, they actually added like a whole nother mini segment to it Whoa. because people wanted to know more about the story. So I'm bringing the documentary Tickled. Oh. Tickled. Uh, it mm. is, I believe it's still streaming on HBO along with the bonus footage. Uh, you can also rent it at, at the usual suspects. I own it because uh, I just thought it was really interesting. But it's journalist, um, New Zealand journalist David Farrier. <laughs> 
<laughs> I knew I was like, oh, you perk up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he he's uh, a very um he's a very eclectic journalist. He likes to do like the offbeat type stories. Uh he has a he had a series on Netflix for a while called Dark Tourist, which is actually really interesting. Ooh. You should check out. It's very cool. But he this was his claim to fame, and so he stumbled across, he was sent a link, I believe, to a video featuring men competing in something called competitive tickling. (laughs) And it just goes uh, bananas from there. (laughs) It is the weirdest. And this whole thing just start. it starts off as a documentary about competitive tickling. Like, what the fuck is this, you know? But But then it completely turns into insane conspiracies and (laughs) cover-ups and it just is balls to the wall crazy uh and it's awesome and so so if you if you really want to see like if you want a very strange documentary uh you can't get any stranger than tickled okay check out tickled it's really good i'm sold on this i am too that sounds fun (laughs) yeah that'll be what we watch sometime um this week probably no um uh, my blind aside is a book i was like nice. what am i gonna do and then i was like oh i guess i could do this book that's kind of depressing but it was, <laughs> i mean not to but um it is called empire of pain it's by patrick rad and keith and it is about the opioid crisis but yes. more specifically about the uh family that is sackler family yeah the sackler family who was kind of behind the um you know oxycontin and all the the their kind of rise to um not not famous a family because <laughs> they tried very hard to mm-hmm. well yeah because they tried very hard to cover up their connections um to the to opioids have but you, have you checked out it's also streaming on hbo the companion documentary by errol morris that goes oh, along with it oh no i didn't actually know there it's, was it's that. real good i think it's also called empire of pain but oh it's, it's okay really good. well yeah. i'll have to check that out too now i'm done with the book yeah and succession the season is over and i'm like oh, i don't have any weird rich families <laughs> anymore we're like oh uh, <laughs> uh but yeah so it is it's really interesting i mean it is it's it's fascinating. It does have, I mean, like everyone compares it to succession. So it is like that. Um, but it, it does talk about, you know, to some extent the the disabled people who are, you know, <laughs> suffer because of this. Um, but it doesn't get so much into it that it just becomes triggering and depressing, um, which is weirdly, I like, I prefer that because I'm like, I know it's disabled people get fucked over all the time. Um, but it, it does, it's very interesting and it illuminates a lot about our American healthcare system, which, spoiler alert, is bad uh, and problematic Whoa. in many ways. What, <laughs> what are you talking about? You we get the say. best healthcare in America. This that's is America. What, that's what yeah. politicians keep yeah. saying. Um, so yeah, that is Empire of Pain, which apparently is also on HBO Max as a show, but it is also a book, and you can get the uh, Libby is where I got the audiobook, but I imagine mm. you can nice. get it on Audible. Yep. So yep. yeah, yeah. What are what's your blind aside for yes. this week? Um, I think it is going to be on topic uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu nice. mm-hmm. this week I uh, got my blue yeah. belt congratulations awesome. um, so I've been training like kind of weirdly on and off for about two years um, weirdly because there's something that COVID. happened yeah, yeah that COVID. Thing <laughs> happened. Um, and it's just it's I don't think it's something that's for everyone but for me um, I've 
I have fun when I get to be the aggressor. I have fun <laughs> when I have someone who has 20 years of experience and a six pack just grinding my face into the ground. Like, it's not a fun experience, I feel like but this is like, it's fun. It's, yeah. It is fun. I get that. I, it's get like, that. I feel like you're weirdly putting a uh, window into our <laughs> relationship on the thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Okay. Just okay. in a way wow. that it could be interpreted. <laughs> oh, my um so i i mean yeah it's just it's something that brings me specifically a lot of joy i know it brings a lot of other people a lot of joy um i think it is uh you know it is blind friendly to a degree (laughs) as 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 are all things that are has nothing to do with the ability of the blind person but the abilities of the institution um but yeah it's it's um you know, there's some people that are like, oh, you know, I want to learn something to beat someone up. And it's not really about that for me. It's just like a <laughs> fun thing to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now you're a blue belt. Yeah. Now I'm a blue belt. That's awesome. We only like blind asides where it is specifically for the goal of beating people up. But I appreciate <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. that you brought yeah. that even though yeah. it does not fit our. Um, <laughs> um, I like this beating stick I have. It beats people yeah. really well. Really good. Really 80, good. Nine episodes, just like uh, uh, I guess like a chair you could like got this belt here. Um, um, Melissa, what are we doing next week? We're doing murder by death next week. There, I've just decided. Nice. We're doing murder by death. Okay. I'm I'm in murder mystery mode right now. This is our we're technically still in busy season, and so I've been thinking about murder all the time. And uh, (laughs) see, I told you, murder and murder by death is what we are doing. Nice. I'm very much looking forward to laughing at something. I'm glad you completely came prepared with the movie. Isn't that you, great? Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah. Um, I'm always prepared. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're always prepared for this podcast. So, you know, yeah. Um, we make it work. Um, you can find it streaming or rentable yeah. on, the usual, on the usual subjects. I believe it's, it's actually streaming on Amazon, though. Oh, nice. Okay, that makes it easy. Um, that's the podcast. Thank you so much. For Thank coming you, on Conrad. the podcast, Conrad. Of I'm glad my expertise uh, illuminated what the documentary could not do about how judo actually works. Yes, <laughs> that was very helpful. Yes. We might, maybe we'll do either, there is a, a Korean movie that we could do about judo that's fictional, uh, or maybe we could just have you as a consultant anytime there's fighting. That would be fun. That would um, be cool. I'd be down. I love judo. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, um, that's it. That's the podcast. Our theme song is by Lucia Fasano. Our YouTube is Citizen White Cane Podcast. Our Twitter is White Cane Pod. Our Facebook and our Instagram are both Citizen White Cane. Our email is Citizen White Cane Pod at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voice message, there's a link in the show notes. What is your favorite blind judo move? <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite adaptive sport? Yeah. Do you like getting choked? Oh. <laughs> and and any of those, good night, good night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> any of those, you can let us know in a voice message, and we will not see you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>